everybody, and welcome back to the Dog Bureau. Uh, we're excited to be back. Things have been super duper 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 crazy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for Gracie and Merle and Braveheart, who are just kind of hanging in here, uh, munching on their bones. So if I, I've got the headphones on, if I hear too much feedback, I'm probably just going to end up taking the bones away from them. But I can't do that because they're my dogs, so you guys are going to kind of have to deal with it. Um, so yeah, so we haven't been on in a while. Uh, just some news that's been going going around and, and dropping out in the airwaves. Um, we've been super busy. Uh, we've got two off-leashes here. Um, they're both doing really awesome. Uh, we, we finally had the rain stop, and we... Uh, took advantage of that as much as possible we went out and we enjoyed it slipping and sloshing through uh what was left and then you know woke up thinking gosh it's gonna be a second day with no rain and it's gonna be wonderful and the dogs are gonna get to have so much fun and then we started raining again here and then i think we got some snow uh pretty good amount of snow actually for for what we get normally here um anyways yeah so uh yeah, it's just been crazy, 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 crazy. Um, on a side note, I did get engaged. Woo! So super excited about that. Um, things, uh, things are gonna be super exciting, super happy, and and I'll uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, yeah. So so let's talk dogs. Let's let's jump right into it. This episode will probably be a little bit shorter. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to start a series that I want, I'm, I've been wanting to kind of get into. Oh, uh, one last piece of news. And this is, I'm only going to really say it on the podcast, so I'm not going to really share it on social media just yet. Uh, but I've been kind of in the planning stages of wanting to, uh, uh, write a book. Um, I love just writing in general, creative writing, uh, dabbled with like just nonfiction, nothing that I've put out there really let anybody read. I just enjoy expressing my views through writing. Uh, I always have, not that I'm the best writer by all means. I just, I, that, that's just how I choose to express myself. Um, and with dogs kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, cause I love reading anyways. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of all I'm going to say for now because I don't want to put something out there and somebody take the idea and who knows if anything will come of it. Um, but yeah, so starting to, to write a book and it is a dog book. Uh, it will be a kind of like a training guide, I'd say, but very specific topic. So it's not going to be everything. It's just going to be like one topic, one book at a time, one baby step at a time. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's something that I've been wanting to, uh, concoct for, um, for clients mainly, um, kind of like go home material, uh, homework, that kind of stuff, except I'm going to go a little bit, actually a lot more in depth on, um, just a little bit of everything. So I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, I've been writing, kind of dabbling in it now for a couple weeks. Uh, I haven't gotten very far just because, you know, I, I don't want to invest a whole lot of time into it if I can't get the structure or organization on, right on it. Um, you know, and maybe that's where I confer with somebody and see if I can uh, have somebody help me kind of put it together. Anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. So, yeah, let's get back to dogs. Sorry, my allergies are, are really getting to me. So, um, we talked a little bit about puppy kind of starting that foundation very broadly. Um, 
I want to go into, um, let's see here. I, I kind of made some notes. Um, this time I want to talk about a marker um, and what a marker is to me and explain that to you guys and see if you guys can maybe use that to help you teach some new behaviors. Um, so a marker, and you've probably seen it in videos or all over, um, a marker is just essentially a consistent tone or form of communication to the dog that they have either completed the behavior in its entirety or they have offered us something that we want. Um, so, for example, a clicker. Um, a clicker is a very common form of a marker. Um, it's typically my preferred uh, use of a marker, at least starting out as a puppy. Um, and I'll tell you why. And that's because, well, one, in the morning, I get up at like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, start working with the dogs, want to get, get everybody out, run, fed, so that way when the sun comes up, we can start our training, everybody's kind of taken care of. So I use a clicker because in the mornings I'm just go, 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 and I'm so half asleep and I hate having to talk um, or, you know. So it's just a very consistent mark. Um, every time I hit that button, I know it's the, the exact same sound is going to come out. I'm not going to have to worry about, you know, picking up my energy up and, and doing a big yes. Uh, and as we get into the yes, I'm going to go, uh, let me explain that for a bit. So yeah, so we have a clicker and we also have a verbal marker, um, which can be, we, we want to find, if we're going to use a verbal marker, we want to make sure that it's consistent throughout the board as much as possible. And, um, so that could be a yes. I typically don't use a good just because a good is to reassure them to continue through that behavior um, as we're working on distance, distraction, duration. Um, now, I will say you don't have to start with a clicker. You can always use the yes. Just make sure that it's consistent throughout the board. Uh, same thing. Uh, if you've got kids or uh, your husband or your wife or whoever it is, um, we want to make sure that that marker is something that everybody is able to use that's pretty consistent across the board because dogs can definitely detect very subtle changes. So, you know, we may not hear the difference between yes and yes, but a dog can most definitely hear the difference in that uh, and recognizes maybe a little energy level is different or the, the tone is just a little bit off. Um, so it's just very important that we use a consistent marker. Um, and then kind of the way I start the dogs as they progress through the training and through their time here, uh, I start with a clicker um, and then I start to phase out the clicker and I start to use the yes uh, only because realistically you're not going to have a clicker with you everywhere you go if you're taking your dog out in public. Uh, you know, obviously at first as we're working on environmentals and getting them out, yeah, you're gonna. Those are gonna be dedicated training sessions where you're gonna take your equipment with you. You're gonna take your treat pouch. Yada yada yada. Um, so yeah. So so first, let's go into. I, I took some notes here. So like I said, a marker is going to be our consistent form of communication to our dog that they have either completed the behavior in its entirety or they've offered us something that we want. These are stages to it. Uh, and regardless, we need to condition our dog to the marker so that way they understand what it means. Just like learning hello in Spanish or hola, um, 
at first we hear it and we have no clue what it means, but as we start to take in environmental cues, body language, uh, we logically deduct that hola means hello in Spanish. It's very similar with dogs and their understanding. Although every time they would hear hola, they would get a tasty treat, if that makes any sense. So let's kind of go into conditioning our dogs, right? So we want to make sure that they understand what the clicker means before we just whip out the clicker and just start asking them to do something with the clicker, um, right? Because the dog has no idea what that is. We can't just expect them to understand. So, so we want to condition the dog to understand what the, the clicker or the marker is. Um, so here's some notes I put down as well. So how do we begin to condition our dogs to use the marker? Well, first we need to decide what we're going to use uh, and how we're going to use it. For me, I begin to use a clicker, yada, 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 yada. Um, so again, th there's a lot that goes into this. And as I was planning out this episode, I think I was just going to try to cover the entire marker on its own in this entire episode, but I'm thinking I may need to break up the episode into different parts. So that way you guys can take it one step at a time, um, and not uh, overdo it. Right. Because if you overdo it, you know, you may think, you know, like if, if you're doing your normal job and work, yeah, fill up your plate as much as you can and, and overload it is fine. But when you start to do that with dogs, that starts to translate to issues with them. And maybe not behavioral issues, but if you try to do too much at once or you don't have a solid understanding of it, then the, your dog's going to be confused. It, it's just not going to work. And you may digress instead of progress. Um, so just, just remember that, and if you get confused, that's where you got to reach out to us, ask us questions, um, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on our website, on Facebook, all that stuff, uh, the Dog Bureau uh, by Custom Canine Companion. So you can go to www.customcaninecompanion.com, spell it all out, or www.custom, the letter K, the number nine, companion.dog, D-O-G. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about conditioning dogs to the clicker. So, or let's say, let's say we're using a puppy, right? A brand new puppy. So, um, we want to, let's say we take a handful of their food from their bowl, right? So we're not going to, we're going to pour the food out into a bowl. Uh, let's say they eat a cup. Well, let's pour that cup into the bowl, set it up on the counter. Puppy's hungry. He's kind of bouncing around, looking at you, running around like, Hey, why aren't you putting my food bowl down? Right, so what I want you to do is grab that clicker in one hand and the food in the other, and I want you to bring your hand down like we're going to lure the dog, so right in front of the dog's nose to where you've got maybe five or six pieces of kibble in your fist uh, where they can kind of lick it and taste it, but they can't bite it or chew it, right? The dog's probably going to be nibbling all over your fingers. Um, you're just going to have to deal with it because I promise you if you, if you just suck it up, this is going to make a huge difference in your dog's training, right? So we're, we're now we're going into the luring. Um, so we've, we've got the treats in our hand, right? The dog's nose is, you know, we're, we, we want our hand and the dog's nose to almost be a magnet. So if you move your hand and you're trying to get them to do little zigzags, right? And you notice that when you go to move your hand to the left, the dog kind of gets confused and looks away or starts losing focus, well, that means you've moved your hand too fast or too far away. So you need to make sure that 
you guys are almost a magnet. So I'd say half a centimeter to an inch spacing from their nose right off the bat at all times. So if you're doing a constant motion left and right with your hand to get them to kind of do the zigzag, right, you may have to slow it down a bit to keep your dog's nose and attention on your hand. Um, so then, okay, we're starting to do that. We may give them a piece here and there just to, to reassure them that we got food. They're going to get something. Okay, so now let's go into a spin. So typically what I do is I'll slowly move my hand, remember, magnet, all the way around, and I'll start to move them around into that spin. When they go and they make uh, 360, right, then that's when I'm going to click and then open my hand. So I click, and the moment that that ends, my hand is already opening so that way they can get the treat because timing is everything. Um, so, and, and you don't have to go into the spin, right? Because your dog is just learning these behaviors from scratch. So the spin may be too much for your dog at that point, that, at that moment. So you may mark the, uh, just the little zigzags, right? So you may look for one, two, left, right, zigzag, just moving their head left and right, right? You're not asking for too much. Then you click, open your hand, give them the treat, okay? And we're doing this, I'd say probably, you know, it, with a trainer, you could probably condition them pretty quickly within a, a day if you're running five, six sessions or as long as the dog will work. Um, we could probably condition pretty quickly, if, if not sooner. Maybe later, it depends on the dog. But for you guys, I would say take a day, two days, condition them to just understand what the marker means. Right. So just use that luring to manipulate those behaviors a little bit and then try to think of something cool. So if you want them to go left, right, left, left, right, you know, click, mark or, or click and then give them the treat. So mark it. That, that's what the clicker is doing. So we're, the clicker is telling the dog that they've completed what we've asked them to do. Right. So and then what you're doing is with that luring, that left, right, left, right, that is pairing it with the body language. So when your dog moves and over time, as you consistently click and mark that every single time, your dog's going to understand that, that body language. So if you go to move your hand to do the left, right, left, right, your dog may automatically start moving in that position before you can even give them that full body language. That's starting to show you that your dog understands what you're asking it to do. Um, and again, this is very complicated. Well, it's not complicated but it's very complicated to, to put over the airwaves through a podcast. Um, and like I said, I do videos on website, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you go check that out. Again, um, baby steps, baby, 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 baby steps. Um, so just make sure that we take the first day or two to really just make sure they understand what the, the they, we condition them to the marker, to the clicker. Um, and typically... As I get a feel for them starting to pick it up, that's when I'll start to, okay, I move my hand left, right, left, right, and then I'll go and I'll try to push them into a sit. And then if they go into that sit, obviously click, treat. Um, and then we'll go back to just doing some nonsense, moving around. Um, I don't know if I, I mentioned this, but when I'm doing my, my obedience routines, I'm constantly moving. Um, so that way, like, 
okay, I'll take four steps back, say the puppy's name, they come to me, market reward, right? So that's going to start to build name recognition and recall. Um, and then I'll take five steps to the left, and then the puppy follows me, right? And then as soon as I stop, the puppy's already right on my heels, so that's when I'll maybe try to push him into that sit where I just I have the, hands in my, or the, the treats in my hand, and I go stand up tall, and I'm pushing, I'm not, I'm not physically touching them, but my hand is kind of doing like almost like the outline of his nose up to his eyes, and I'm pushing up and down imaginarily, if that makes any sense. The dog's butt goes on the ground, click, reward. Um, and, and this is very simple, uh, and I've got plenty of videos on, on the sit on uh, our website or on Facebook. So make sure you go and watch that. And like I said, we'll go more in depth with, each individual, but I want to talk about conditioning the dog with the marker. So I'd say start start super simple, right? So um, I'd say maybe do you know two sessions a day with your dog, just just trying to get them to move around and to follow you, and then wait until they get distracted. So like get the, give them the treats at first, and then let them kind of go and walk towards the opposite door or just stand still for a moment and let them think that they're done. When they turn their back and start walking away, that's when I want you to be like, bop, 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 right? And then as soon as they turn around to come to you, even if they're 5, 10, 15 steps away, the moment that they turn to look at you and start taking that first step towards you is when you're going to click and then stand there. Don't go to them. Make them come to you, and as soon as they get to you, give them the treat, okay? Now, if you have issues with that, or let's say you want to start building up a little speed on, the, on that, I, I typically kind of crouch down, make myself super like excited, and I'll take three or four steps back, and you'll notice the dog will start to pick up its pace. Um, again, we're going down a rabbit hole um, with, with all these different behaviors. But, again, these kind of, I guess, play into each other by conditioning your dog to that, that marker, to that clicker. Um, so I'd say if, if you're using this podcast to help you train or you just want to hear me talk, which I don't know why you would, but if you are using this podcast for training and as a training guide, I would say start simple. Take from this episode that, I, that you're listening to right this moment to the next episode – I would say start just conditioning to the clickers. Just use that luring to manipulate the behaviors, right? And then, but have something in mind that you want to manipulate the dog to do so that way you, you have something you can mark and click every time. You know, a lot of trainers will teach the spin, the twist. Um, you know, if you start walking, you can lure them between your legs and click and mark, or I mean, mark and, and treat. Um, you know, I mean, literally, it's limitless, right? And the reason we use the marker is because over time, at least the way I do it, once the dog fully understands that marker, that's when I can start to manipulate those behaviors very well because the dog is constantly wondering when is that click going to happen, right? Because the dog knows every time it hears the click, it gets the hand opens up and it gets a treat. So the dog's trying to figure out, okay, what do I got to do to make that freaking click go so I can get a piece of food, right? So that's when we can start to frustrate them with the luring. So let's say they hate going into the down position, right? They just 
pit bulls or whatever it is, for some reason, uh, maybe it's the short short hair, they just don't like going in the down. So what we'll do is maybe at first, at the very beginning, we'll go into that sit, and then we slowly start to pull our hand down. Remember, magnet. So you want your hand close to their nose. If you keep going and you create too much distance between your hand and their nose, then they may get distracted and lose focus. Um, so that's where you want to go slow. Make sure that their nose is following your hand. And you'll notice as they start to slowly follow that hand, they're starting to bring themselves into that down position. Well, once they get into that down position, click and reward them, right? So let's say we're having trouble going into that down at first. Like we, we've worked maybe a day, a day session. The dog doesn't want to do it. I don't want to force it. Okay, we're, we don't want to force a behavior and make it unpleasant for them. So we'll go back to just working on stuff that they know. Maybe we'll work on adding some distance with that, with that, that lured sit. Um, and then randomly we'll throw in another try to get them into a down. Right? Okay, they don't want to respond. Keep going back to our routine, back to our routine. Let them go play. Let them go potty. Put them away. Go to nap for a little bit. Bring them out. And then we'll do a little bit more of our routine. And then we'll, what we'll do is we'll try to continue to get them into that down. And even if they go and give me one tiny paw, I'm marking it and rewarding it. And over time, I'm teaching that dog, right? So in that dog's mind, he's like, I hate this down, but I really want this freaking treat. Just just what do I got to do? So, But he, he just doesn't want to compromise, doesn't want to go into that down. Well, eventually, he kind of gives in a little bit, and he starts to go down, and you get – one paw that's three quarters of the way down, you mark it and reward it, he's going to start to bring that one paw three quarters of the way down every single time. Well, let's say three sessions from now, you want to work on the down again, you want to work on a little bit more. Well, okay, you get that one paw three quarters of the way down, now wait. Okay, dog stands back up, right? Okay, he doesn't want to do it. Go back to your obedience routine. And then bring him back. And then we'll go. He goes that one paw three-quarters of the way down. Wait again. Wait. Oh, he's bringing just a little bit more of his other paw down. Mark it and reward it. Right? And over time, he's going to start to understand that that frustration and that luring. He, he the, That motivation for the treat is eventually going to outweigh his... his um, apprehension to want to go into the down okay i promise you every time if you're consistent enough and patient enough and exciting enough and and you just you you find ways to motivate your dog your dog will go into any behavior you ask them to do i promise you you ju it just takes time and patience um so just remember that um again uh, this is a lot of information, a lot of rabbit holes that, that I'm trying to prevent myself from going down because then everybody will start to lose focus. Um, so work on the very basics, very focus on just conditioning your dog to understand what a marker is. Decide what the marker you want to use, whether it be a clicker or uh, just verbal marker. Um, and from there, we start to teach basic behaviors. So we'll go a little bit more into the luring next week. Um, if you guys have questions or need videos uh, on more of the luring, please, by all means, reach out. Um, 
Follow us on social media. Make sure you uh, click subscribe to our podcast. Share it. If you have friends that have puppies, tag them in it. Um, so that way we can help. And uh, again, I'll keep you guys updated on the book as soon as I know more. Uh, but make sure you subscribe, leave us a review. It really makes a big difference. Uh, check out our website, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, the dog bureau, uh, is the name of the podcast and kind of this, this training blog. And then the, the company I own is custom canine companion. Um, so just make sure you check out the website, Instagram, all that good stuff. And I'll put the links, um, in the show notes so if you hit the details button uh there should be links and all that good stuff in there so appreciate you guys and uh make sure you guys tag some adorable pictures of your pups send us uh, some training videos if you guys are listening to this i want to see some progress make sure you get out there and you train your dogs and you kick butt and you cuddle with your cute pups all right guys we'll see you next time Bye.